When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A product of the Whisper Forge. Sound and story brought to life. You're listening to a parody that is not affiliated with or endorsed by Supergiant Games in any way. We're just big old nerds making improv fanfiction. Rogue Runners is rated R for pretty much everything you can find in Greek mythology. Violence, assault, self-harm, offensive language, insensitive humor, and intense themes. We encourage everyone to check out our show notes and transcripts on our website at whisperforge.org. Are you ready to run? Then welcome to Volume 1 in the Blood. As always, you report for duty at the Enclima Estate. It is a hot summer day, and even in your conditioning, you arrive fatigued and overheated. It was supposed to be your day off. But in this family, there really are no days off. Your adoptive father waits for you in the courtyard, where a fountain of iris pours her ewer into a turquoise blue tile pool below. You almost want to bury your face in it, feel its cool water on your skin. But that will have to wait. Constantine Enclima stands imperiously before you, his chitin seemingly moving in a breeze you can't even feel. He does not speak. Apparently, he is waiting for more than just you. You hear insects buzzing past your ear. Finally, the biggest insect of all comes to your side. He wears nothing but his night undergarments. His long, curly hair lies matted with sweat. Sorry, father, I overslept. Your father wastes no time. I have decided to pass on possession of a small gift to one of my sons. However, only the son with the wit to open it may avail himself of it. He steps aside. You find a heavy black clay jar marked with copper designs on the bust and lid, sitting by the fountain just behind him. Well, uh, thank you for the gift, Father. It is very generous of you to give either of us anything, so that is appreciated, but uh, any... uh, Hints at uh, what? how to open this? I require no hints, Father. And then you see Nicholas and Klyma strolls over cocksure to the jar and picks it up in his hands. You can see that his muscles flex a little bit. It is heavier than he imagined. It sits heavily in his hands. And then after a few seconds, he has to put it back down again. He was not anticipating it being so heavy. He stares closely at the jar and then he twists the lid sideways over and over and over frustrating himself. Arete watching his brother struggle with the jar is going to try to get a closer look at the jar to see if there's any markings, indentations, or inscriptions on the jar. Roll investigation. A 14. So on the bust of the jar, you see uh, various profile depictions of men being blown uh, on the... Sorry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 That's my kind of jar, baby. No, it's not that kind of jar. On the bust of the jar, you see various profile depictions in copper, basically these copper outlines showing men rowing on boats that are being blown apart by winds on the high seas. And on the top of the jar, which you see Nicholas fiddling with, he's he keeps turning the lid left and right, but he's not able to lift the lid off of the jar. And then when you look onto the lid from a top-down view, you see that the lid actually has all of these tiny 
tiny little markings on it all the way in a circle around the jar. And then on the actual lip of the jar itself that the lid sits on are actually also additional markings, kind of like a little clock all the way around. And they seem to be spinning and locking like a combination lock. Does that make sense? Yes. Seeing that, Arete goes, are you done struggling with that? Or do you want to keep trying? (laughs) You're not going to open it before me. He swats the jar at you, but it's too heavy. So it kind of just rocks a little bit and then kind of wobbles back into place. And with that, Arete will walk over closer to the jar. I'm going to take a closer look at the men in the boats. There seem to be small inscriptions on the boats that seem to be telling a story now that you look closer. You see inscriptions that say this. On the first day, our ship was thrown raggedly by the winds, blowing from Notus to Boreas to Zephyrus to Apelletes. On the second day, our ship followed the winds, blowing from Boreas to Apelletes to Notus to Zephyrus to Boreas again. On the third day, the winds bore us from Boreas to notice. Okay. We zoom into a Nordic tavern somewhere in the snowy wildlands, and an old man looks up from his table and says, I got it! (laughs) (laughs) You do actually hear that voice echoing from another reality, Arete. I got it! Arete suddenly jumps up and looks around very suddenly like, Father, brother, did you hear that voice? Is there someone here? Oh, looks like the heat's getting to you, Arete. Arete kind of shakes it off and goes back to the jar, looking at the top of the thing with the mechanism that you're turning. Is there some sort of pointed end needle that shows you like a a demarcation of sorts? Yes. So there's a place where it's clearly where you input the number that you want to scroll to, right? So similar to a combination lock, let's say there are 60 numbers Mm -hmm. that you can input. Okay. Nicholas is going to say, give me that. And he's going to yank the jar back from you and he's going to fiddle around with it. And he is not able to make any sense of the inscriptions, though he did find the inscriptions. Okay. Um, God, I can't remember the directions of this. I'm so frustrated. Um, Because Boreas suggests Borealis to me. Which would I think would be north. You have a skill check you could make to try to remember the directions. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Roll nature for me. And it's a 12. With that, I can tell you one direction. So pick which one you want to know. Zephyrus. Zephyrus is the west wind. So Arete takes it from Nicholas saying, oh, right. Give me a shot at it. And Arete will turn the dial clockwise to face position 30, where he believes Notos to be. Okay. Then counterclockwise up to the 0 slash 60 direction, and then clockwise again to the 45 direction, which he believes west for, well, he knows Zephyrus is west, and then back counterclockwise to the east for Peleotes. So you try to input these numbers and the lid does not open. However, uh, make an investigation check now that you've had a little time to work with the jar a little bit more. Okay, 13. No, 14, sorry. So with the 14, uh, you piece together that based on the way the dial is designed, and it seems to be designed like many special Hephaestus and locks you've worked with, that the input is probably going to be three numbers. Okay. Rather than the four that you tried to input. At this moment, Nicholas is going to snatch it back and say, let me see that. Ooh, okay. He snaps his fingers. He says, oi, servant girl. Bring me some parchment and something to write with. Hurriedly, some servant in the Inclimate estate hustles off to go get him something to write with. And then when she brings it back, he just sits down on the ground. And you see, like, he's dripping. Like, the sun is just, like, beating down on the two of you. He's, like, dripping as he spreads out the parchment. You see his, like, slimy back shining in the sunset as he leans over this parchment carefully, trying to make sure that you can't see anything. And you see that he seems to be drawing shapes. Uh, okay. Arete says, excuse me, um, could I also get a, uh, a piece of parchment and a, a writing implement, please? She nods and then quickly retrieves you some. And then Arete is going to start drawing a, he'll sit on the edge of the fountain and use that as a writing surface as he starts to try to follow the directions of the winds blowing to try to draw like a shape of sorts. Okay. So he finds a center point and draws to notice, which he believes to be south, 
and then up to Boreas, which would just be a straight line if Boreas is north, and then Zephyrus, which is west. Ah-ha-ha-ha! And then to the east, and Arete sees that it's a four, if he has the directions correct, which, assuming he would not have the directions correct, which means, okay, and then he starts quickly working on it faster so he can try to get to it before. <laughs> All right. Well, Nicholas and Klima also rolled really well, so he's also going to try to figure that out. He is struggling on figuring out the second number somehow, though, so you have a little more time. Moving on to the second part of the puzzle. On the second day, our ship followed the winds blowing from Boreas, so I'm starting in the north. Nicholas and Klima looks over at your paper and starts uh, copying what you're doing. <laughs> Arete repositions himself to like block his brother's view. Starting in the north, he goes eastward to the Apelletes, and then south to Notus, and then west to Zephyrus, to Boreas again. It makes a diamond shape, so a zero, okay? A zero, all right. And then he moves on to the third day, the winds bore us from Boreas, north to Notus, south. And then Arete quickly snatches the thing, finds the numbers four, turns it to four. Finds the number zero, turns it to zero. Finds the number one, turns it to one. You feel three satisfying clicks and the lid pops open. He says, <laughs> God damn it, and he smacks the ground and he just says, I'm done with this shit. And he gets up and he kind of just dunks his head in the water. I see you're a... You're a little hot and bothered there, brother. You say that, but Arete, you are also sweating under your pants like crazy. You are slick everywhere. You finally open this jar. It still feels very heavy inside. I open the lid to take a look inside. Inside, you find an exquisite silver dagger. It is heavier than it looks by several pounds. Unnaturally so. On its hilt are five silver crosses. Around the dagger is a piece of rolled parchment. When you unfurl it, you find the following words inscribed upon it. If I am not in the state of grace, may God put me there. And if I am, may God so keep me. Father, this is a a mighty gift indeed, and I will take care of it and I will watch over it with my life. You turn to where your father had been standing this whole time, but your father is not there. Instead, you see another figure, a a figure which seems to have a somewhat shapeless, formless body that occasionally assembles to something resembling a human. Their skin is this opalescent color that alternates between rainbow bright and sometimes slate gray, and their hair stands in long silvery spikes, and they speak in many, many voices at once. You've heard this voice before, and it says, Well done, Grave Marker. What shall you do with your new prize? Whatever you command, my lord Chaos. Have you no aims of your own? Well, there is one aim that I have treasured above all others. Getting revenge on Nicholas and Clima. The figure's eyes follow your gaze to your brother, who is still just dunking his head in the cool water of the Fountain of Iris, and then kind of just throws his whole body in and is just trying to cool off in this summer heat. It's getting hotter and hotter by the minute, almost unbearably so. Arete walks over. As he walks, he removes the dagger from the jar and grabs Nicholas and Klima's head by the hair and pulls him up out of the fountain and brings the dagger to his throat. You killed me. And father will have known it. Say hi to him when you go down there. And slits Nicholas and Klima's throat. Nicholas and Klima's blood turns the pool of Iris's fountain red with his own blood. Even the water pouring from her ewer turns red. Suddenly, everything turns red. The day gets hotter and hotter, and you feel faint. And you think, maybe it's time to lie down. And you lie down, and you rest against the fountain, satisfied with Nicholas and Klima's head hanging from his hair, entwined through your fingers, bobbing in the water of the fountain. You all go through the portal, exiting the House of Hades, and here's what happens. First, Alexander, you hear a voice saying, 
Yeah, so that's really the best you got. I thought you could hit me harder than that. And you hear this voice next to you, and it seems to be going farther and farther away from you as you see these bones flying up away from you, back into a portal high up in the House of Hades. And once again, you find yourself on this familiar, long, rectangular stone platform. Make a group perception check. Woo. Five. That's an eight. Critical fail. Oh my. We really did well, y'all. Look at those rolls. All right. What was the highest result? Eight. Okay. You would have been able to dodge this. Oh, no. But a really, really powerful wave of blood comes up over the lip of the edge of the platform and it splashes onto you. And each of you takes one fire damage. Oh. Not a fan. Ouch. And it seems that the blood is roiling all around you. Unnaturally so. Okay, uh, other thing we should probably talk about. Why the hell is that river overflowing all the time? What is going on here? Maybe each time we die, our volume of blood gets added to the river. And it's just going to like keep on rising and rising the more and more we die. So I think we need to die a little less, everyone. But people are dying every day. Well, are we all just going to drown down here? We're all going to drown, and then the river is going to overflow into the surface world and drown the entire world. It's Hades' bid to take over Olympus, because then everybody's going to be dead and the gods will be bored. Has anyone seen my sword? What? Uh, I'll look for it. I'll do a little investigation to the tune of ten. (laughs) I don't see your sword, Alexander, but you know what I do see? Well, I don't see it yet, but I will when I walk 30 feet forward. And I walk forward to see who presents a boon. Okay, so you walk forward and suddenly, Rolf, you have this feeling of like eureka. It's like you remembered something or noticed something, but you just feel this like spark go off in your head for some reason. You start to smell incense around you and this gold shield appears in a crystal bubble in front of you. <gasps> the gold shield? Oh, is it one of the Aesir gods? I don't know. I touch it. I believe it's Athena. You touch it and you hear the sound of looms running all around you as textiles seem to be weaving in the air all around you, and that smell of incense intensifies, and you smell a warm hearth. From within this cloud of incense that's forming around you, you see a tall, singular woman, and you see a little mechanical owl flying around you. It's going, hoot, 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 and then it lands on her raised finger. Through your mind, she speaks to you. Hello. It has been far too long since I have heard from my dear cousin. Tell me, have you seen or heard from him? Tell him that his kin, the goddess of wisdom, Athena, bids you report on his health. As a token of thanks in advance, please accept my boon in good faith. Ah, very gracious of you, Athena. Thank you. My name is Rolf. I'll be sure to pass on your message next time I see Zagreus dying in a restoration room. Roll a d20. Oh, it's a 10. Okay, that is a common rarity boon. So you may choose from a Athena power boon, Athena survivability boon, or Athena utility boon. How we feeling, y'all? Um, I mean, the darkness at this point is giving us some nice uh, survivability with that uh, die once per room business. So perhaps some, uh, I don't think we've done a utility boon yet. That could be fun. So here's my thinking, right? I actually agree with you, but it brings us back at a very killable, soft, mushy state. So... I'm inclined to go utility now and maybe a survivability in whatever we get next. I am open to that. Yeah. We'll talk about that when we get there. Is everyone cool with utility? Sure. Hmm. Alexander seems very hesitant. Well, Athena was very helpful on the battlefield as well. Um, But I'm okay with utility. All right. Utility it is. When you say this, the eyes of the mechanical owl will glint for a moment as it goes hoot hoot. And then it flies away, and Athena's (laughs) figure vanishes, and the incense clears. And then from that eureka feeling that you had earlier, you feel that you've gained a new common rarity utility boon. You are a master tactician of the battlefield, and with a common rarity, what that means is you do not draw opportunity attacks. (gasps) That's exactly what we needed, folks! Uh, uh. Now I can run around to my heart's content! 
I do enjoy running. In, in uh, Olympus, I accept this message grace, graciously. Thank you. You get the sense that with Athena's utility boons, because they're more about like combat tactics, each increased rarity will offer different benefits rather than empowering the one you currently have. Ooh. So, I mean, once you don't draw opportunity attacks, you don't draw opportunity attacks, you know, like. Well, that's pretty dope. All right, shall we get into our standard formation? Come on, girls, get in uh, formation. I'm going to look for my sword. Is there any way I can do that? You see it stuck halfway up one of the two guardian statues outside the House of Hades. It's about 15 feet up. Here, Alexander, get on my shoulders. And Arete <laughs> squats down to... Uh... Arete gets on all fours <laughs> and presents himself. <laughs> Alexander stumbles on top of Arete to reach for his sword. Yeah, you got it. And then he falls onto his back. Okay. <laughs> okay. I assume, uh, do we are the Skultivators up ahead? They are. You see two Skultivators up ahead. All right. Let's get them. <laughs> Let's get it all. Rolf is going to run forward and Rockstar, like, slide on his knees and as he flings his hands out and send an acid splash to try and get rid of their freaking hard-headed trait. You need to roll a dexterity saving throw, but guess what, baby? I have skills. <laughs> I'm going to use a blood crystal to increase that DC by six. So they need to roll a 20 or higher. Wow. They do not. So the corrosive acid splash burns through. You lodge the blood crystal in one of them, though. They don't. They haven't taken any damage, but their thick skull effects are gone. Beautiful. Finish them off, boys. They're going. Nah. <laughs> Alexander will sprint and jump off of Rolf's shoulders to attack one of these cultivators. <laughs> My bones are frail. Attack. Hiya. There's nothing better than hearing someone go, hiya, and then a little click. <laughs> 22. Okay, that hits. Okay, and the damage was seven. That one dies, but you still have an extra attack. Great. Other Skultivator, taste my blade. Does a 19 land. That does land. That's for nine damage. Okay, that one also dies. <laughs> So the gate in front of you shows a symbol of obbles. Rolf and Alexander get up about 30 feet ahead of the rest of the party and go, catch up, and run to the portal. And Rolf is going to press in the crystal. With that, Arete sprints after them to catch up. Nobody leaves me behind. No one but your parents. And he jumps in. Wow. And Arete immediately, like, turns around, goes to one of, like, the little alcoves that are along the thing, and just kind of, like, crouches down, curls up in a ball, and starts to weep. Wow. (laughs) Arete was not at all prepared (laughs) for this triggering event from his past to come up. I think, like, Alex is drunkenness is rubbing off on Rolf. Like, I don't know what is happening right now, but the beginning of this session has been absolutely just ridiculous. And it's just... Annie, Annie having seen that and heard that, is going to go over to Arete and crouch down and be like, it's it's okay. It's okay. Go ahead. Let it out. Take a deep breath. Come on. Mother... No, no, it, it, it's 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 me. Mother. It's Annie. It, it's Annie. <laughs> You're gonna be okay. What, what happened, Annie? What? Where am I? Um, we're we're on another um, we're on another run through Tartarus. Yeah. Tart Tartarus. I'm dead. Hey. I'm dead. Hey, 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 hey. Take a deep breath. I was stuck alone and I'm dead. I was stuck alone and I'm dead. Arete, Arete, take a deep breath with me, okay? <sighs> There you go. Good one. Okay. How you how you doing? Much um much better, Annie. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. No. Anytime you you need help standing up. Yes, please. Okay. And Annie's gonna grab Arete's hand. Annie will help. Annie's not really gonna be able to do much, but she will take your hand. And that emotional support and gesture is all that Arete needs in order to rise up from the ground. And he looks at Annie briefly and gives a bear of a hug. Oh! Thank you. And he releases the hug and walks over to the portal and goes through. 
Okay. All right. Um, has Alex gone through the portal? Alexander is standing with the most determined look. He's looking out in the distance. You see his cape flapping. Um, <laughs> you have a but cape? He's just with- <laughs> yes, we went over this. I always forget, and I'm always going to. <laughs> but he's he's just waiting for that fish to come out of the water. And he's just going to walk onto like the same plane as Alex, just like clear her throat. <clears> throat> um... <clears throat> And she's going to walk through the portal. <laughs> and Alexander waits for the rest of eternity. <laughs> for this damned fish. I know you're out there. You win this time. And I go in the portal. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what is happening today? All right. This is going to be quite the run. Oh, my gosh. You are in a very large rectangular room. You are standing on the south side of it. The length of the rectangle, i.e. the farthest distance away from you, is where the next gates are. Those gates are 270 feet away from you on the farthest end of the room. Wow. The rectangle is also 120 feet wide. You are standing on essentially the width of it. Alexander, you are spaced 15 feet from the bottom left corner. Annie, you are spaced 45 feet from the bottom left corner, so you're 30 feet away from Alex. Rolf, you are spaced 30 feet further away from Annie. So you are 75 feet away from the bottom left corner. And 30 feet away from Rolf, so closest to the bottom right corner, is you, Arete. So you see this very, very long rectangle in front of you. You're all spaced kind of a little bit apart. Doesn't mean you have to stay that way, but that's where you started. Also, you can't really make out the gates at the far end of the room because these dark portals have started appearing there. So four dark portals, each 30 feet in diameter, have started appearing on the opposite end of the room. So because they're each 30 feet wide and the room is 120 feet wide on that dimension, you see four giant portals cover that entire wall. The first portal you see on the left is a dark green portal. The second portal you see is a dark purple portal. The third portal you see, so again, this would be the one in front of you, Rolf, is a green portal. And then in front of you, Arete, again, is a purple portal. So it goes green, purple, green, purple. Rolf pulls out a little French 75 in a to-go cup and holds it out shamefully to the right towards Arete. Arete knocks it out of his hand. (laughs) Fair. I'm sorry. I, I don't know that I've ever found myself in a competitive environment like this. I suppose Norse blood does run a bit hotter than I like to admit. Coming from a frozen tundra, I suppose I should take that with a grain of salt. At this time, (laughs) you see the middle purple and the middle green portal begin to charge up. They start spinning faster and green and purple flames start coming out of them. Um, I'm going to move out of the way of them. I'm, I'm going to put myself like where Arete is and I'm going to observe to see what happens. Annie would like to do the same. Are you also moving to Arete? Yeah. Okay, so Rolf is right next to Arete. So Rolf moves to Arete's position. Annie, while you are moving to Arete's position, you have to cross over over Rolf's position, so you don't fully clear the space before the next thing happens. The purple portal and the green portal in the middle that were charging out shoot out these two massive beams Uh. of purple and green light. That green portal shoots a huge beam of green flame at you. Make a dexterity saving throw. Annie, no! Biscuits! (gasps) Oh, no, okay, I thought it was a one. Well, it's a 12, which isn't very good either. You take two acid damage. (laughs) And furthermore, you are coated in this green flame. You just see it radiating off of you. It's not doing any harm, but right now you are coated in a green flame. Oh, that's kind of metal. Stop, drop, and roll, Anastasia. Additionally, the green portal on the far left and the purple portal on the far right begin charging up. I'm dashing to the left. So you're moving to that middle position. Is anybody else doing anything? I'm dashing forward into the left. Okay, so you're trying to go 60 feet in the second column? Correct. I'm running to the middle left lane diagonally up and right. Okay, are you dashing? Now I will, yes. (laughs) Okay, Annie, where are you moving? You're also moving to the middle lanes. Yes, correct. Annie would like to dash close to where Rolf is, actually. So in one middle column, I have Alexander at the purple lane. And in the green lane, I have Arete, Annie, and Rolf. Is that correct? Yes. At this stage, 
all along the right wall from about 150 feet forward all the way to the back of the room, we have portals lighting up. At the 150 mark, going 30 feet down, descending, it goes purple portal, green portal, purple portal, green portal, purple portal, green portal. So all of you right now, everybody has a giant green portal to their right, and they're charging it. Hmm, okay, so we know green does acid fire damage, and purple... We don't know. I'll take my chances, and I'll dash into the furthest purple portal I can. So the furthest purple portal is only 30 feet in front of you. If you went 60, you would be in front of a green. So you want to go forward 30 in front of a purple? Yes. Okay. It might kill me, but we'll see. Uh, Annie would like to continue following Rolf. Okay. Then, yes, I'm going to meet up with Rolf and Annie at least horizontally. Okay, so you're going to move forward 30 feet to stand in front of the purple portal. Correct. Arete is going to take the full dash for 60 to get to the 120 mark and stand in front of a green portal. Excellent. I'm sorry, Arete. I hope this isn't the insta-kill portal. If it does insta-kill, I hope you feel better. Not everything is about you, Rolf. Maybe it's because I know it's a dexterity saving throw and I'll take half damage or no damage if I succeed. The green and purple portals barrage everybody from the right with long pillars of green and purple flame. Now, everybody make a dexterity saving throw, except Annie. Whoa. 10. Dirty 20. Mine is a nine. So you take nine fire damage. With my evasion ability, even if I fail, I take half damage. Okay, so then you take four. Great. And Alexander, you got a 20. Rolf, what did you get? 10. Purple flame washes over you, Rolf, and you take eight fire damage. Jesus Christ. Annie, you get blasted in the face with this purple flame. Actually, your whole body gets blasted with this purple flame. Okay. You take no damage. And you are covered in purple flame, which has replaced the green flame all around you. Okay. Alexander and Rolf, you have taken damage, and now you are engulfed in purple flame. Arete, you are engulfed in green flame in addition to the damage that you've taken. All right, y'all, they they cancel each other out. Just keep landing in front of the opposite portals. I dash. The four portals in front of you, so on the far end of the room, all start charging up again. It goes green, purple, green, purple. Furthermore, four portals behind you appear. They are not charging up, but from left to right, again, as if your back were to them, left to right, the order is purple, green, purple, green. What the heck? Lastly, all the portals along the right of you line up. So from 270 feet back, all of the portals line up. They're not charging up, but they are now all active portals. I would like to dash as far forward as I can and put myself in the lane of one of the green portals that are charging up. Okay, so you would dash forward 60 feet, and Rolf, you are at the 150 mark. You have a green portal in front of you, a purple portal behind you, and a purple portal to your right. I would like to dash as well. I will dash forward 30 feet to the 150 mark, and then the 30 feet to the left to the purple lane. So, Arete, you are at the 150-foot marker. You have a purple portal in front of you, a green portal behind you, and a purple portal to your right. I would like to dash to the 150-foot marker to the, the leftmost lane. So, Alexander, you are in front of a green portal. You have a purple portal behind you. You have a purple portal to your right. Annie would like to dash to... Oh, no, we screwed up, y'all. <laughs> what do you mean? Why? I see an evil smile. No! Um, Annie would like to dash, oh crap, yeah, up, forward, I mean, towards the green portal closest to the right. Okay, so in order to do that, you wouldn't be able to dash, if you just moved 30 feet, you would be 30 feet behind Rolf, with a green portal in front of you, a purple portal behind you, a green portal to your right. Yes. Okay, Annie, you were bathed in purple flame. Alexander, you were bathed in purple flame. Arete, you were bathed in green flame. Rolf, you were bathed in purple flame. And now the four portals at the far end of the room blast their flames at you. Alexander, you don't make any saving throw. The purple flies past you. You take no damage, and now you are bathed in green light. Groovy. Furthermore, that green flame passes behind you, and it goes into the purple portal behind you. Oh my god. Okay, I see. Arete, you are bathed in green light. A giant purple blast hits you from the portal in front of you. You take no damage. 
you are now awash in purple light. Now we're thinking with portals. Furthermore, that purple portal flame that blew past you went into the green portal behind you. Okay. Rolf, the green flame blasts through you. You take no damage. That green flame also goes past Annie and goes into the purple portal behind you. Now here's what happens. All of the portals along the right start shooting out the color that was fired into them. Wait. The portals all the ones on, the on the right? right? Shoot yes. the colors that were Yes. So so you know that you know how the that the flames had flown into the portals on the back? Uh-huh. Yeah. Those colors are now being shot out of the portals on the right. So for example, that green flame from the first column that went into the purple column behind Alexander now shoots out at everybody at the 150 mark. It is green fire coming out of the purple portal. Alexander, make a dexterity saving throw. Natural 20. You only take six acid damage. Ah. (laughs) Arete, green fire comes out of this portal. I was a washing purple, baby, so I should be good. Yep, so green fire washes over you. Nothing bad happens. Rolf, what color were you? I believe I had just turned green. Green fire washes over you. Make a saving throw. Oh, 20. Okay. You only take five acid damage. Well, it's better than the alternative. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Annie, purple flame is shooting out at you from the green portal on the right. What color flame are you awashing? I'm currently green. So that purple flame washes over you. You take no damage. Okay. <laughs> Annie and Arete, your colors have flipped to the opposite color because you got hit by that color. Right. Yeah, we're green now. I'm purple. Oh, wait. Yes. Annie is purple. Alexander, you are? Green. Green. Arete, you are? Purple now, yeah. And Rolf, you are? Blue. If I was green, I would die. Just kidding. I'm green, and I'm going to die. <laughs> okay. Okay. What do y'all do? Do we see any type of, like, charging up of anything. You don't see any charging up right now. Alright, I am <laughs> dashing forward in my lane 60 feet to the 210 mark. So you are at the 210 mark in the purple lane, correct? Yes. Okay. I will also dash up in my lane 60 feet. I'm going to charge as far forward as I can. Okay. Um, oh, crud. Okay, so Annie, yeah, Annie would like to move forward also, okay. but Annie's really scared. So in front of her is green, side of her is green, back of her is purple. That is correct. That's where you're at right now at the 180 mark. She would also like to pull out her viol and play a rendition of Flight of the Bumblebee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now here's what you see. The portals in front of you light up again. Green, purple, green, purple. The portals behind you now go green, green, purple, purple. Arete is going to dash forward 30 feet for half of the dash. And then, I mean, wait, if I went to 270, I'm like basically at the wall. Am I able to like get to the gate? If you use up the remaining 30 feet, you will be in front of that gate. I I would love to use up the remaining and touch that gate. So Arete is now putting his hand into what he believes is the exit gate. (laughs) I'm going to move forward and all the way to the right, so I'm surrounded by purple on all sides, and I'm going to wait until this round is done before trying to join Arete where he is. Okay, so just to confirm, you're at the 210-foot mark. You have a purple portal in front of you, a purple portal to your right, a purple portal behind you. Correct. Okay. Annie would like to run to be in the first lane, like the same lane as Alex, with a green portal in front of her, green portal in back of her. That is correct. And she has a green portal to the right. That's right. Yeah, I'll meet up Arete at the end. Are you going to meet Arete or are you going to dash to your own gate at the end? The middle left lane. I'll go in the middle left lane if I can get to the end in that fashion. So you're moving to the exact same place that Arete is, correct? Yes. So you run over to that purple portal with Arete throwing in his hand and you throw your hands in as well. Welcome to the death club. (laughs) Party of two. Here is what happens. In the first column, a green pillar of flame shoots out at Annie only. Annie, what color are you? Purple! You turn green and you take no damage. Word. That green flame goes into the green portal behind you. Nothing else happens to you because you are next to, oh wait, no, just kidding. You've got a green portal next to you. No! (laughs) Just kidding. 
That green flame shoots back out at you from the right green portal. Make a dexterity saving throw. No! And he's still playing Flight of the Bumblebee. <laughs> ah, <a> 21. <laughs> okay, you only take nine corrosive damage. Ah! Only nine corrosive damage. Okay, thank you, God. Okay, purple flame shoots out of the second column. Alexander, what color are you? Green. Okay, you turn purple as this purple flame shoots out at you. It shoots into the green portal behind you. It immediately emerges again from the green portal to your right. Make a dexterity saving throw. 13. So you take eight fire damage. Arete. I'm purple. You're purple, the purple shoots out at you. Make a dexterity saving throw. 18. Okay. You take five fire damage. But if I succeed with evasion, I take no damage, I believe. Okay, great. So you take no damage. You're still purple. The flame goes into the green portal behind you. It comes out of the green portal to your right. So make another dexterity saving throw. 24. You evade it. You are fine. Rolf, what color are you? The color of a fool. I'm green. Purple flame blasts you. You turn purple. But but take no damage. The purple flies into the green portal behind you. Nothing comes out of it because you've got a purple portal to your right. So you should be fine. I'm I'm not even going to question it. I'm confuzzled. Let me make sure I did that right. No, you did did it right. Don't worry. You did it right. (laughs) (laughs) What lane are you in, John? The far right. I thought I had a purple portal behind me. Oh, wait. So the green flame that was in Annie's row does come out of that purple one. I'm sorry. So green flame is coming out of the purple portal to your right, but you're green anyway. Oh, no. Now you're purple. Okay, no. So you're still fine. So that cancels out. Wait, I did the math right. Yes. Yeah, so you're good. Uh, You got hit with two blasts. It was perfectly timed. They flipped your colors just right. Now, at this stage, all the portals vanish. (laughs) And you see in front of you two gates. One for nectar, one for obels. Additionally, you find a bag of 100 obels at your feet. Yum, 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 yum. Annie, feather dust that shit. Annie's gonna put away her veal, and she's gonna whip out the feather duster, and she's gonna swish, 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 swish over the obels and put her hand on it and gain 20%. More. You feel the feather duster clog up a little bit and you give it a shake and 20 more obbles fly out of it. Nice. Thank you. You have solved my portal puzzle. Yes. I mean, did we solve it? Did we? Or did we just outlast it? I thought it was the perfect balance of fiendish and delightful. Y'all can eat it. No, I agree. I do agree. I'm just like, I don't think I didn't solve it. I definitely did. I guess we could find out next time. Okay, so you see the nectar or the obels gate? Well, Annie, I think we owe you some nectar, nectar. don't we? Nectar! Okay. Can we get why, nectar? why are you whispering, Anastasia? In case the portals hear her. Why can't you just let me have fun? I think we should get the nectar. Yeah, okay. I, think, I think I think nectar would be a green idea. Arete, I'm sorry I made an insensitive joke. I, I, you joke about it often, and, you know, I kind of I got carried away in the heat of the competition. Um, I, I, I to- appreciate your apology. Um, and you can take that apology, and you can stick it up your ass. All right. <laughs> and with that, Arete smacks his hand on the nectar portal and will hop in if it opens. Rolf is going to walk over to the portal while very quietly describing what he's doing, and he's going to very delicately step into the portal. Which portal, Rolf? Well, once once the gate goes down, he's going to step into the portal. Which portal, Rolf? Nectar. Okay. Uh, Annie, what portal are you going for? Wait, we can separate? Did the other gate not... So two are, people are, you... are going for Nectar, but that is not a consensus. Uh, okay, good. Just checking that we were on the same page. Annie would like the Nectar portal... But Annie would also like to look over at Alex and once again clear her throat. <clears throat> Alex, would you um, would you like the nectar or the uh, the um, the obel portal? The nectar. Yes, and Annie's gonna smack the nectar portal. <laughs> okay, you all smack the nectar portal. The gate slides up, revealing the black abyss. And Ralph goes in. Annie's just going to start singing, Hello, darkness, my old friend. And she's going to no, jump no, in. No, 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 Annie, it's a, it's, a, it's a nectar portal, not a darkness portal. Annie's going to look at Arite, <laughs> and she's going to sing it again. Hello, darkness, my old friend. 
And then she's gonna jump in. It's nice to see you there again. And he jumps in. I don't think those are the lyrics, but you know, we're gonna go for it. Alex goes in. Just shaking his head from the dad joke from Erite, he just walks into the, the portal. So first thing, you find yourself in a quaint little room lined with dark purple stone tiles and a series of merchant wares appear to be laid out over a casket serving as a table. Additionally, you find some nectar at your feet. We have no money, friends, but let's grab the nectar. Oh, wait, Annie. Annie, put your feather dust to see if we get a little extra nectar. <laughs> okay, I don't think that's how it works, but, but try I like the you yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like the way you think. Annie's gonna pull out the feather duster and do a little swish, swish, swish over the nectar. Uh, the, the feathers just get sticky as you do it. Damn it, Rolf. I suck on the feathers. Ew, no, Rolf. You, the item like, breaks permanently no. and it is forever <gasps> unusable. Stop. Stop it right now. No, it does not. So I'll tell you what you have in the shop. Okay. Laid out over the casket, you have a palm of power for 75, 30 gemstones for 50, a centaur heart for 100, 50 darkness for 75, or some food for 25. Oh, also a Daedalus hammer for 150. Do we see a bag of moolah? No. <laughs> Are you sure we don't see a bag? <laughs> Can I search for a bag of moolah? It's a 13 for an investigation. No. Arete will also roll an investigation, and it's a 20. No. <laughs> oh, it seems we are no longer in the gods' good graces. <laughs> well, we've got 120 ovals to spend. So what can we afford? The palm is 75, so we could get a lovely little palm to upgrade our boon. I guess a palm if it's all we can afford. We're on a budget. Could you run through the other... There was something that was 50. There were two things that were 50, right? Palm for 75, gemstones for 50, centaur heart for 100, Mm. darkness for 75, food for 25, Daedalus hammer 150. Mm. I would say palm is the most immediately useful. I would love some gems, you know. Especially to save up for that contract for admin. Exactly. Gems are easier to come by than the pomegranates, I think. I'm I'm down with that. I think it's all up to chance. But I'll go for, um, uh, whatever, I guess. So I'm sensing pomegranate from everyone? Sure. Nom, nom, nom. Yes. Great. All right, subtract 75 as you take the pomegranate, and you're powering up your Athena boon. Yes. Ratchet will split open the pomegranate and eat the delicious seeds within. Okay, so for your common boon, you still have that you do not draw opportunity attacks. Now, at rare rarity, you have an additional benefit, which is that as a bonus action, you can add your proficiency to a skill check that you're making in that same turn. Mm. What if our proficiency is already on it? You add it again. Oh, that's tight, y'all. It's going to help my smooth brain during the game shows. Do you do anything else in the shop? There is food for 25. Anybody? Anybody? Any takers? I'm down 14 hit points, but I don't want to waste the party's funds on healing for one individual. As the tank of the group, I'm doing just fine. So, just saying. As a fairly uh, dexterous dodger and lucky flamer, um, I'm feeling okay. Okay. You also see two gates, one leading to gems and one leading to nectar. Oh, man. I feel like it has to be nectar, no? Again? I have, right? I am partial to getting some gems. I don't know about all of you. I think getting those house contracts to admin to figure out what's going on is very important. And we already tried to do the nectar thing to get into admin, and I don't think that's exactly uh, working we did. for us. No, we got a stylish little bracelet from it. Check it out, and Rolf bangles it around. Yeah, do you know what it does? <laughs> yes, it makes me harder to hit. Well, good for you, old bones. Ouch! <laughs> well, the old bones and I were going to the nectar. Well, I am very firmly in place of gems because I think long-term benefits are better than a, than a one-time little fancy flight with a with a god or a, okay, with a okay, demigod okay. or whatever. Okay. Now, hey, hey, now, now, wait a second, wait a second, y'all. Okay. Now, hear me out really quick, right? <laughs> Now we have to listen to Sesame Street, please. <laughs> you know Does what? Sesame Street exist in this universe? <laughs> yeah, it's Hades, of course. That's what they play in Hades. It's Elmo on fire. The meme. Elmo's like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Sesame. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Make a uh, dexterity saving throw. One! Uh, uh, uh. You see Oscar just hanging out of a chaos gate halfway. <laughs> Can we do a Sesame Street themed campaign? Yeah, Achilles and Patroclus are just replaced by Bert and Ernie, and no one has anything wow. to say about it. It's com- yes. played completely straight. Thank goodness. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. So, Annie. Before you were so rudely uh, interrupted by Mr. Uh, references that I don't understand over here. I was just going to say that because we had already gained one nectar, that maybe we would want to consider going for the gems this time. Thank you, Annie. I thought your end goal was to get into the admissions room. Nectar can only get you so far. Alexander, you catch more flies with nectar than with gemstones, but you pissed off the flies, so it looks like we're going gemstones. No, I refuse. I'm sick of these ridiculous choices being made by this party. Gems can be taken any time. They can even be purchased. As can- Nectar is only foul. What? Have we purchased a nectar? You can, but you'd need, like, a cathonic key. You can- you can- you're- I'm sorry, I don't mean to get- Flustered, but your argument is technically invalid. A cathonic key? That is what I said. We can get it from the broker if we wanted to. Yes, gems are... Uh, yes, we can come by gems. They're abundant. They're so plentiful. Nectar is not nearly yeah, as... Yeah, which is why we only have 280. Because we've spent a, a bunch of it in, in, in looking at ourselves in the mirror. No, we spent darkness. We spent darkness on the mirror. Gems is for the contractor. Alex. I'm j- Look, all I'm saying is... I'm, you're saying that one is more abundant or easy to come by, where I'm going to be honest, I, I think it's really just up to chance. I think things are kind of just getting rolled. And I think it's about who you know in the underworld and bribery. Sure, and it seemed like you knew Achilles pretty well, but you didn't really get far with your, you know... Well, I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm not trying I'm not trying to be rude. I'm really just trying Damn, to point out Damn, Annie. Sick okay. burn, sis. Eris, Rete, I'm not Look, we've I I don't want to cause any more tension in the group because for She's whatever reason She's about to end this man's whole career. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I truly feel you're wasting an opportunity here. I don't think so. I mean, we already got one nectar this round. I can go either way, but I think it just made more sense to go for the gems. Fine. We'll go with the nectar, because the stubborn brute won't see reason. Beautiful. But we also can't do that every time. Oh, the one time we go with what I want? Don't worry. I sure it will never happen again. The one time we go... Are you kidding me? (sighs) Check yourself, Alex. Check yourself. And Annie's gonna smack the nectar. It slides up and open. Alexander cartwheels in. Oh, I wanted to talk to you when the rest were gone. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Arete offers his hand to Annie to take her hand to enter the portal together. Annie's going to look at Arete, and she's going to put her hand there, but she's also going to look back at Rolf, and she's going to put her hand out, too, and she's going to wait for Rolf to grab it. Arete will wait as well. Rolf will, assuming that he's being duped somehow, is going to very cautiously give his hand. I'm not, I'm not, no, there's no dupe here. There's, I'm Annie. No, no dupe. No scoop dupe. Scoop it a scoop. And we enter the portal. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to take a tui that everybody is there. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I'm so sorry, Tom. That's okay. (laughs) So here's what happens next. So you find yourself standing on a very narrow ledge again, and this time again in front of a very long rectangular room. You see dozens and dozens of wretched heretics patrolling left and right across this path. One thing in particular is different this time than previous stealth challenges you've done. There is no great crystal hovering to your left. Oh, mother. I'm going to roll an investigation to see if there's anything else around. Ooh, natural 20 with my bonus at 21. Ooh, okay. Here's what you notice at the 20. You notice just below you, you see some of the dust moving around as if, like, there were, like, invisible steps. <gasps> Son of a... Everyone, there is another Olympiad here, and they have the crystal, and we're fucked. Kill them. <gasps> wait, 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 wait. Oh, no. Splash... No, 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 no. Splash them with one of your, your snot. Cover <gasps> them. 
Oh, oh, I have infestation. It makes them move in any direction. It, it will send them uh, out of the invisibility cloud and give us enough time to go okay, in there. Wait, wait, wait. You hear someone go, uh, I go back, <laughs> You hear, get down here. Okay. Without hesitation, Arete deftly climbs down from and the you ledge. you all planning to murder them, which I think is so funny. <laughs> no, what is, I, no, I don't want to. I was about to stop them. I'm like, why you gotta jump? Why you got oh, so quick to stab? Oh my word. Stabby, stabby. Rolf will also climb down. Alexander will climb down. Annie will too. Okay, you all climb down. I walk closer to where the dust had settled, hopefully entering the field of invisibility. While he's walking in, Rolf is going to put a hand on his shoulder and then hold his hand out to, I guess, Annie's behind him. Okay. Arete, you become invisible and you bump into somebody. I just immediately awkwardly, like, kind of pat around until, like, I find a good place to hold on. Preferably a shoulder or, like, (laughs) hips. uh, Their waist would work as well. Uh, You grab onto a very slim waist and then you hear a voice. I said, sorry, I'm right here. Oh, no. <laughs> He's going to sneeze. Arete, unknown to everyone, blushes profusely because he's ah. invisible. Nobody sees him. He whispers very as quietly as possible. It's okay. You hear another voice saying, get the rest of your Olympiad in here and we can start moving. Rolf is going to enter the invisibility circle holding Annie's hand and like I to tell her to grab Alexander's so we can all enter. Annie's gonna hold her hand out for Alexander, but she's not necessarily happy about it. And Alexander will grab her hand and walk into the cluster of people that are now invisible. You have to squish up quite tightly to fit into Mm -hmm. this because the crystal has a very small radius. Mm -hmm. So Rolf and Alexander, you feel yourself squeezed up right against some plate mail armor. You smell axe. (laughs) <laughs> you hear a voice saying, don't worry, I think, and it, again, a voice that could be much quieter than it is, yeah. going, don't worry, I think Adonis can get us out of here. And you hear Adonis go, oh, but I just burned a spell slot. And he says, just do, just do it again, just do it again, and we'll all get out of here just fine. And he goes, okay, one second. And then, Arete, you feel Adonis shifting a little bit as he moves his arms and he whispers something under his breath. And he casts... Actually, let me see if how many people this can affect. As he feels Adonis shifting in his hands and because we're all scrunched up against his body, he subtly (laughs) tries to shift his waist and pelvis kind of like away from Adonis. This is fan fiction. We're, 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 we're just, we're, you're, this is what you're doing. I want you to know what you're doing. I want you to be aware. Each creature you choose within 30 feet of you. Okay, so this will work just fine. Suddenly, he casts a spell, and a veil of shadows and silence radiates from him, masking him and his companions from detection. For the duration, each creature he chooses within 30 feet of him, including himself, and he chooses you guys, obviously, has a plus 10 bonus to stealth checks Ooh. and can't be tracked oh, except shit. by magical means. A creature that that receives this bonus leaves behind no tracks or other traces of its passage. Tight. Let's go. (laughs) Now, here's what this means. You have to have eight people moving in unison very closely around this crystal if you want to stay invisible. So here's what I'm going to say. You can all try to do this. You will have the benefit of Pass Without Trace, but you will be making these rolls with essentially flat instead of with advantage, because I'm going to say it's a disadvantage that you're all trying to move in lockstep in a very tight group. So that disadvantage cancels out your advantage from the invisibility, and you're rolling flat, but still with a really solid dexterity bonus. Alternatively, you can let this group go with the crystal, and you guys can try to move on your own without the invisibility of the crystal, but you could potentially try to find other ways to give yourselves advantage or hide, etc. But you won't have the disadvantage of everybody trying to move as a group. So I already roll at disadvantage, so what does that mean? You roll with disadvantage again. Because it was cancelled out, right? It cancelled out for regular rolls instead of advantage rolls. Yeah, and then it becomes disadvantage on top of that. But you have plus ten. Yeah. I, I want to move with the group. I also am thinking we, I would like to move with the group. I think I want to do that as well. Yeah. Okay. So you all move with the group. So you're moving really slowly. That's the <laughs> other thing I will mention. So everybody make a group stealth check. 24 for Arete. Rolf rolled a three, which becomes a 13, but then he whispers, Athena, aid me in this time. That becomes a 16. Okay. Annie rolled a 15. 
which then becomes a 25. And he will also call to Athena, Athena, uh, please make, uh, help me be a, a stealthy, stealthy stealth. Thank you. And then, so the 25 then becomes a 28. I get a 22, and then Alexander will call, Athena, help me sneak around! And then uh, that will add plus, so uh, that's a 25. Uh, okay. I'm gonna, Andy's about to let go of Alex's hand. Like, I don't even- Rolf is I, about to push Alex out. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? But it's the roll, guys. Are you still drunk? Is that it? No, I think he's sobered up after getting hit with billion fire waves. That what? is wrong with you? Annie, you're the one holding his hand. (laughs) So as you do that, you feel several pairs of hands shove you out of the crystal. (laughs) Furthermore, you see four wretched heretics go, (laughs) and they all look at you. All four of them are going to fire their bolts at you. It's going to be 12d4 plus 12. Yeah, I think he just dies. Knowing you, grand, you take forty-two knowing. force damage. Yeah, he's dead. As they go, bam, 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 bam. Then, yeah, you are swallowed into a pool of blood. Rogue Runners Volume 1 in the Blood stars our players Nicholas Benetados as Alexander the Great, Amanda Facosta as Anastasia Pentazis, Giancarlo Herrera as Rolf Yannick, and Michael Pisani as Arete Lascaris. Dungeon mastering and NPC voices are by me, Tozaman. Cover art by Chandler Candela. Sound design and editing by Giancarlo Herrera. Title music by Sage GC, with vocals by Jessica Dahlgren and Sage GC. Character theme music by Giorgio Volpe. Additional music by Epidemic Sound. Transcription by Eli Barasa. If you liked what you heard, we hope you'll consider helping us make future tabletop parodies of your favorite stories. You can support us at Patreon on patreon.com slash radio. Patrons get access to our community Discord channel, as well as our behind-the-scenes chat cast Out of the Blood, where we talk about everything on our minds after the episode. There are free ways to support the show, too. We hope you'll leave us a glowing review on your listening app of choice, as well as spread the good word about us on Twitter and Instagram, where you can follow us at Rogue Run Radio. We love hearing from you, so hit us up there, or email us at rr at whisperforge.org. Lastly, we're big fans of Dungeons & Drimbus by Whimsic Productions. It's another actual play show both I and our cast play on, and it's how I met them all. It's so fun. Please give it a listen. Get ready to run with us next week. New episodes drop every Friday. Till next time, sinners. I'll see you in hell. friends it is i rolf yannick slash sound designer slash john carlo herrera hi everyone uh i just wanted to give you guys a quick intro uh today we're gonna be playing a little trailer for you for dungeons and drimbus we are getting into the swing of it with our third season your honor where the party play fantasy attorneys legally defending the same creatures that you would normally be slain in a campaign if you like the way we tell stories or play the game or just the chaotic energy we bring to the game i really think you'll like dungeons and drimbus it shares There's a lot of that DNA, it's hysterical, and we have a blast making it. But enough of that, here's a little promo so you can hear it for yourself. Were you accused of a murder enacted by supernatural forces beyond your control? Yeah. Are you seeking a multi-figure gold settlement for damages to your business? Yes. Are you a young entrepreneur seeking justice for the murder of a family member that would be here if you were better at your job? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm Thomas Phelps. I am the attorney, along with my assistants, of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Felcher, and we want to help you get justice. Our expert legal services are available for a modest fee. But not too modest, I got a family to feed. As a bot, I don't eat, but I do have a hunger. A hunger for justice. And that hunger drives us to work for you, future client. From investigation to sentencing, we've got you covered for everything from public urination. Ooh, yeah. 
to murder in varying degrees. Don't look at me. The attorneys of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Felcher care about families. That's why they work quickly to help get this daddy off. I was blown away. My business was in trouble after an unfortunate case of property damage. But the attorneys of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Felcher helped set things right with a hefty gold settlement. So come on down to the law offices of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Felcher. Located in the old Biscayne Boys building in Eastern Orgea. Just follow the podcast highway signs for Dungeons and Drimbus and take the season three exit. The attorneys of Phelps, Oz, Mogbio, and Felcher are not responsible nor liable for any of the following that may be incurred while working on your case. Sudden death, loss of limbs, heartbreak, the use of magic to secure evidence, the wrath of an interdimensional being, urinary bladder infection, nausea, depression, the sudden desire to remove one's clothing, the illicit romance of a will-they-won't-they workplace scenario, or complete and utter disregard for the natural laws of space and time. Join your favorite fantasy attorneys for their next case. Dungeons and Drimbus publishes every Friday wherever podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. I hope you like that. If you want to check out the show again, just look up Dungeons and Drimbus wherever podcasts are found. And we'll see you all next week. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Greetings, people of Earth. My name is Schmo Brannigan. I have hacked into this RSS feed with a promotional feature for the Wizard Scroll podcast, transcribing in 3, 2, 1. Hold on, let me unfurl this Wizard Scroll real quick. Went out of Baba Bowie. Nowhere, ten humongous scorpions had surrounded the campsite. Tails outstretched. Hello, welcome to McDonald's. Uh, can I get take your order? As he says, what are you going to get? I don't know what I want. I'm going to get the double... Uh, triple uh, lobster. Oh, I'll take one too. Two McLobsters. As if on cue, the camera panned upwards, directing everyone's attention towards the giant hot air balloon presently taking a pass over the stadium. Holy mother of sassafras, it's Gargo the Destroyer! Leaping into the frame from The Wizard Scroll is available on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, and wherever else fine podcasts are found. This concludes today's promotional feature.